well, uh, <laughs> we all know somebody like that, right? Oh God, Dave. I mean, D- Dennis, how are you doing? <laughs> That's a good start. I'm fine, Bobby. I mean, Eric. Well, welcome to. Uh, well, who are the hosts of this show? You want me, uh, me to change my name to suit you? Every episode, you call me whatever the fuck you want happy by hour. whatever name. And then you can you can change the name of the podcast to the Eric and fucking question mark. Right, Happy exactly. Hour. Yes. Oh, well, the, Dave. The hey, Dave. 60 minutes. Hey, what you want, man? Let me in, Dave. Who is it, man? Open the pod bay doors. Yeah. It's 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 me. It's Dave. Oh God! So you know how the the social network was abuzz for a bit on this idea of a a Karen. A woman oh, yeah. who was being mm-hmm. stupidly uh, that must suck if your name is Karen. Yeah, related to related to mass and whatnot. Well, Dave could very well be that very same phenomenon. <laughs> Dave, Everybody knows Chad Dave. or something. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So, yeah. Uh, so, so I got a I had a B problem, man. I, this is this is a story. So, can we start off with your uh, A problem? Just get right into the B problem. No, right straight to B. You'll see. Okay. To be or not to be? That's jumping ahead. Tell me about your B problem. So I I had seen a few bees in my, in my office, and then found a couple in the other room. So I went checking around and found in the windowsill of my office there were quite a few dead bees, and and I thought they were honeybees because the property next to us has a hive mm-hmm. right in the corner near the corner of our property. And I often see honeybees in the garage and, and, and things. So as long as there are honeybees, they didn't bother me, you know, whatever. Well, come to find out, my daughter sends me, she says, those aren't bees. Murder hornets. Those are wasps. <laughs> those are wasps. And I said, oh, fuck, I hate wasps. So I instantly became afraid of them. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's a whole different story as well. I should be. I open up my office door after I start noticing them, right, mm-hmm. and think I'll go in and vacuum up the ones I saw alive, right, mm-hmm. suck them up and then plug up the vacuum cleaner so they can't escape. You wasps, I opened wasp up sucker. my office door in the heat of the day. There's like 25, 30 of these wasps. Wasp and the around. size of a honeybee, mm-hmm. but a yellow jacket, right? Looks like the, the bee that would be the insignia for the, the team in the NCAA. Georgia Tech. Uh, what the hell? Which? Georgia Tech. Uh, Georgia Tech. Is yellow, Georgia they're not yellow jackets. They're yellow jackets. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. what this what it seemed to mm-hmm. me to be. And so I... I figured, well, wait till it gets dark and not so hot in there, and they'll calm down. Wait until they go to sleep. And Went outside them. and looked and found in my concrete house a hole that if you had a dime, you'd cover it up. Mm-hmm. That's how small this hole was, mm-hmm. right below my windowsill in my office. And it had been a place where a wire came into the house, and then on the inside of the house, there was there is a uh, similar hole where the wire came into the house. Now, my house is... About 12 inches to 14 inches thick. It's so many layers of material, mm-hmm. including concrete in the outside, blah, blah, blah. You know the story. So, Big bad anyway, wolf's not going to blow your house down. I hate the wasp. So last night, I had it under. I thought, well, I vacuumed them all up. And every time I went in, I saw a couple more, so I vacuumed them. And then I said, oh, shit, i got to charge my phone in my office. Mm-hmm. And I go in, and I just have socks on, not shoes, like a dumb shit. And I see these two wasps on the wall near my door. And they're they're cooler now, so they're not moving. They're still. They almost look like a giant just fly chilling. on the wall. They're just chilling. You know, and there were two of them. Mm-hmm. I thought I overheard one say to the other one, "Well, at least we know we'll know what he's talking about," because he was actually mm-hmm. like a fly on the wall. Right. Yeah. Wow. So when I was to crush the one with the spine of my little uh, mind over matter golf book that I keep, but I just can't seem to read it. I don't know. It's almost like I have a mental block to read the book. Anyway, I picked it up, and I went to crush the bee, what? and I did. I kind of jerked a little bit, and I missed it. It fell to the floor. Like I putting. didn't know where. I took a step forward, stepped on it, and the motherfucker stung me through my sock. Hey. Zip, and then was dead. Huh. So now I'm I'm like all jazzed up. I had a very 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 eventful day. And uh, did you exclaim anything my, in that moment? I said fuck. But for the last thing of the night. You know, just before bed, literally mm-hmm. walking to the bedroom. What? what kind of a day is this? Well, that's a bad way to end a day. Well, and it didn't swell up much. The sock actually kept the stinger from being stuck in there, so it wasn't terrible. Today was fine. 
I limped on it a little bit and put some lotion on it. Seems okay. Good. So the baking soda is what you put on there and vinegar to make a uh, volcano. The uh, the poison of the of the sting is is so highly acidic that it irritates your system and ends up hurting and scratching and it's just this acid like and so when you add stuff to it to make it more alkaline like sulfur or in this case you know the other material so that's what you do cool vinegar the baking soda i mean that's that's what you make use to make a science fair volcano ah same same yeah because it 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 releases it's there's a chemical reaction that releases carbon dioxide i believe it is it sort of foams up yeah right well, right, so I never used the remedy. It didn't hurt enough. But so I, 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 I had the sky. You remember the ant story, the termite story? We had posted mm-hmm. the little video, yep. the 49-second video of the termites who raised havoc. And you may recall or may not, it doesn't much matter. Either way, it's not particularly interesting. But I had to go through three different bug guys to find a guy who finally believed me when I said, I know I have insects in this house, and it's your job to find them. Three guys. And this guy said, you, you do, and found him and was reasonable and sprayed around the house on and on. And I was back three, four times, this guy. And I couldn't remember his name, nor could I remember the name of the company. And when I went into my briefcase that has apparently 99% of every receipt, <laughs> I could not find the name of this company. So I could I, I thought, I got to find out. I got to get somebody here. The bees are, are terrible. And I started cold calling based on the a Google of insect pest companies near me but the fucking one that i hired didn't come up and i finally with the bees buzzing around the room grabbed my checkbook i use for house improvements uh-huh. and found the pest control place archer there you pest go control and the guy's name is the same as my father's name and i couldn't remember that and when i forgot both of those things that i couldn't remember who it was and i ended up just instead i had hired somebody on a cold call and i said he said well why are you calling a, your bug company? And I said, well, because of this and that. He said, well, we can do that. And I said, how much? He said, you know, 160, 190. And I said, well, all right, got to get up on a ladder probably, whatever. And uh, then I found Archer, called Archer. And I said, you know, blah, blah, blah. She said, yeah, I, we, we work with you. I said, well, what was the guy's name that I liked so well? He said, oh, uh, I said, the old guy. And he said, oh, Don? I said, God damn it, yeah. I didn't swear, but yeah, Don. Right. So now, and now she says, so do you want us to come out? I said, well, how much would it be? And she said, probably 160, 190, you know, uh, maybe less. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I've already got people coming out. And I started to tell her this story. And about, it was a long story. I don't know why I thought she was interested, <laughs> but I had called it two minutes to five. It was now two minutes after five. And just... she interrupts me. And she says, well, that's all very interesting, but I'm not working anymore. So goodbye. Nice. <laughs> Clocking out. It just made me laugh. Yeah, Mike. It's like when so you know it's like when our podcast through? time is up, and I just say, "Okay, bye, Dennis." <laughs> Goodbye. The fuck off the phone. Still talking. So one of the things that I did that you'll uh, like being a, a parent is that I figured where the bees were coming in near the window, and it was where the ropes that are attached to the weights that help raise and lower the window in this old house on a steel pulley, mm-hmm. you familiar with the design? To... Where the casing of the window hides a very heavy weight that's attached to a rope. A counterweight a so that it doesn't take much effort like to raise the window. It's like a hot dog weight. So when you lift the window, it's very easy. Right. That, I, know, I, I'm not familiar really exactly with that design, but I can understand the it's physics of why it's... just built into the frame, but it's yeah. what we have. Cool. So where that pulley is inserted into the wood, where the rope comes out into the window, mm-hmm. there's two holes there. Mm-hmm. One where the rope goes down into the window to latch onto it and it's a really cool design because on the side of the window casing that you drop and open and close they've uh, created a little indention on the side just big enough to hold the rope stapled with a knot at the bottom of it so that it's all vertical Mm -hmm. and flat and so there's a little bit of a crack there the bees can climb out and mostly where the pulley is so my solution was i asked my wife if she had any Mm play-doh and she said i do and i took a can of play-doh and i puttied every space and i licked that bee problem before they got here vacuumed up everyone it was a miracle so you saved the 160 to 190 oh no 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 the bees were now still going in and out of the of the of ah. the, the little micro hole to leave the window but they weren't coming into the house so the guy shows up that way right he doesn't have a ladder he looks up he says how the hell am i going to get to that and i'm <laughs> like don't you have a ladder i told him it was on the second story he said no i said 
well, I have one. He said, well, let's go inside. And we found the other hole, and I explained everything to him. He said, well, I can squirt the dust both into the holes in your office that go into the casing and into the other hole, and I'll get those suckers. And uh, that's what he did. And then he sealed back up with the Play-Doh, and he killed the entire nest. <laughs> and they're all dead inside the house, inside the walls. There'll be a miner, I suspect, dying, dead, gone, bee odor. They're very brittle. There's not a lot of meat on them. You wouldn't want to roast them on a spit. Bee odor. Hmm. Is that like B.O.? So I have a B-O. similar I have a similar uh, wasp hole story. I hate story. fucking wasps, man. Unlike, not a wine hole, but a wasp hole. The, uh, so as I mentioned to you the, the other day, we, we recently acquired another apartment that is right. adjacent to ours. I mentioned this way far back in episode four or whatever, where we were... We have this problem on the horizon of my son and daughter approaching puberty and not going to be able to share the same bedroom anymore. And so we needed another bedroom and we looked around and there weren't any bigger houses around. So we found, but the one bedroom apartment across the, across the hall from ours was was available. And so the idea is that I'm going to move my office over there and then probably, you know, mark my words on, you know, episode 72 that eventually probably one of the kids is going to like inherit that apartment. But anyway, yeah. so at it, with that new apartment, we have this much nicer external balcony, our, our apartment. In Spain, we have, like, from the Moorish influence, uh, a lot of the houses in Spain have this internal open column. When I say houses, I mean apartment buildings. So that a lot of uh, apartment buildings look like they don't have any balconies, but... Then on the inside there's like a hole. It's like a donut, and on the inside there's uh-huh. there's there's balconies. Uh-huh. So you have light and a place to place to hang your clothes because we don't have drying we don't have clothes dryers. But that's a different issue. At level, what is in that space? Just a green, a green space. Yeah, there's some in ours. There's whoever lives at that level has like some potted plants and stuff out there. But so anyway, uh, so with this new apartment we have this external balcony, which as I showed you the other day has these very nice views, and but the the railing around that balcony was these hollow metal pipes. And when I was, because it's, uh, it's been summer and I, sometimes I go out there in the afternoons and, and, and work from out, from out there. Wasps love there were wasps pipes. going into those little holes. And so I watched, you know, I was just sitting there and I watched one come and, uh-huh. and go into a hole. What and kind then, of wasp? What, what do they look like? Pretty similar to your description of what you had. Uh-huh. They look they look not like the, not the one with the hanging down legs and the no. black body that's no. so black it looks it's, like it, it, deep it, purple. It looked like a bee, but it was a wasp. Uh-huh. Which which like it very for sure, for sure it's a different species because we're in a different continent, but it's very uh-huh. similar. So anyway, I watched a couple of those go in there. Okay. What do you mean Spain's in a different continent? It's like I thought it's like connected, right? Yeah. To to Canada. Yeah, it is. It's Okay, yeah, we're, we're, we're out continent and you're incontinent. So we, so I, our, that's not true. <laughs> spread that rumor. Our, so my solution was to take some duct tape and tape, them. tape over all the holes and slow death. Yeah. And presumably at least one of them probably got close enough to the duct tape to, you know, die stuck to the duct tape and to the others. Stay back, or you two will get well, stuck it, and die. For, for the next two days, the ones that had been trapped outside of the nest kept like coming around and and, and, and being like, where's, "Where's the hole? The where's the looking hole? For the place. I don't see the hole. Where's the hole?" And so, but now that problem has been solved, and at some point we're going to need to like get some little rubber caps or something to put over put over that because right now the duct tape looks pretty ugly. But hey, yeah, well, you know, I just bought some of those for the bottom of my chairs. Hmm, they would yes. work perfect. Just a rubber cap to right. protect your wood floor. Hey, well, do you know what, not, was, you know what duct tape like... is called in in Spain? It's called American tape. Yeah, like I didn't know this for the first twelve years that I lived here because I didn't any duct tape that I bought. I actually went and picked it up and 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 you know paid for it. But the other day I was in the hardware store and I was looking at it and it says uh, cinta americana, American tape, and that's I was strange. I was like that, that that's weird, but also kind of you know. I, well, I, we've I, talked about I'll own that. We've, talk, we've talked about the duct tape phenomena. In the contest of people building boats and cars and started with them having all their clothes made out of duct tape. Well, I did I tell you the story about the reusable shipping crate for frozen fish that I built? Did we talk about this? No. Huh? No. Oh my god. Bring it on. So my brother sends me fresh fish from Lake Erie that he catches in in, in droves of all kinds. Walleye, which is our favorite eating fish, and and he ships it in a styrofoam container, and then you keep the container and 
you know, whatever. And it cost 38 bucks. And I'm sure I told you this. I remember and something about duct tape related to fishing, but I don't think it was. So I took. A, I don't know. I, I can't remember a, what we talked I about took last. A cardboard week, box, so. covered the entire box with duct tape, including all the flaps. So made essentially a, a, a duct a duct tape box that could float. A duct box. And yep. it was a perfect size to insert a styrofoam cooler. And then inside the cooler, I bought a soft-sided cooler at a at a yard at a. Uh, Wait. So uh, hold on. If you take a cardboard box and you completely cover it in duct tape. Duct tape. It is now waterproof and can float, All right? Continue. Sure. <laughs> and so inserted into that is the styrofoam, and then inserted into that is a soft-sided, you know, six-pack cooler. Uh, this is floating. This is floating near you in the river while you're fishing, and you immediately can put the fish in there. <laughs> no, Damn it. I mean I'm saying it's waterproof, not because it's not because you're using it because of its buoyancy. Uh-huh. I'm just saying that it's that strong. Okay. So any at any rate, in there goes the soft cooler. And that gets folded down. And inside the soft cooler, I went to the, the the big box store here, Lowe's, and I bought these little puff things that you squeeze and pop that are so much fun. But they're just big enough Bubble for a small 4 by 6 picture or an 8 by 10 picture. Mm-hmm. And they're asleep, and they're styrofoamy. They don't, they're not the popping kind. They're mm-hmm. more like a real light styrofoam. Yeah. Yeah. And you tuck them in. And so then the inside leaf. of there, there is fresh frozen walleye that he takes home fillets surrounds with water in a bag instantly gets all gets all the air out of it seals it tight double bags it puts it in the freezer and so in go the fish into the styrofoam into the six pack soft-sided cooler into the big layer of styrofoam into the box take a walleye and, and it holds like eight like pound packets of walleye mm-hmm. there's a lot of room Mm-hmm. For fresh, you know, right? So on the front of it, using clear tape, I took a zip-open pencil carrier that a kid would stick into his three-ring notebook mm-hmm. to carry his pencils with now a Ziploc, a very sturdy Ziploc, mm-hmm. and put that onto the front and tape the bottom of it so the zip still worked. And in there, I made three sets of index cards that were also in permanent ink on white, which had the address of one of my brothers mm-hmm. on one and then each of us and then a return address to my brother who sends us the fish. Oh no shit. So, so that he, he mails it to one the cards around and the deal is and they system. don't know this, so if they're not listening to the podcast, they won't know this. Fuck. I'll tell them to. But here's the deal. When you get it, you gotta send it back to brother. Uh-huh. But here's the thing, yo. It doesn't matter really how much it weighs. When I weighed the empty container that I described to you, which is about 26 by 28 inches, pretty square, so it's, you know, fairly, you know, fits behind my seat of my sports car, no problem. It's not that big. And it fits off behind the seat of my sports car. When you ship it to anywhere in the U.S., it doesn't matter whether it's full of fish or whether it's empty. <laughs> because unbeknownst to me, the weight has very little to do with their volume. cost algorithm. Volume is the... It is mass. It is about ma- volume, yes, and mass. To one to some degree, I don't know what the formula is. So here's the thing, I didn't know that. I thought I could ship it back empty for maybe Pennies. eight or ten bucks, mm-hmm. you know. Which, and so no, that didn't happen. And so now the deal, the dealio is that you got to send stuff back to my brother, to my to, to the fishing brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so you put in a bottle of whiskey or something. Out in Kansas, Kansas City, who's a grill chef extraordinaire, right? He's going to go out and grill up some freaking pork chops. Give him some charcoal or something. He gets cut about two inches thick, heavily fatted around the side, soft and tender on the inside. Two inches thick pork chop. pepper and salt. Holy Jesus. Right? So take, you know, about eight to ten servings of those and deep freeze them immediately with one of those devices that sucks the air out of the bag. Mm -hmm. So it's frozen and ziplocked, you know, and then he ships it back. So there's Fish and Brother gets the, the Kansas City... A pork chop. You're Comes to me, I don't know what, I don't know what I'll put in it. I could, I could take uh, fresh vegetables out of the garden, and freeze dry them, and not, you know, mm-hmm. freeze them. But anyway, we'll see what kind of use it gets. And on the bottom, has of the this box, been, has this been used? Has it gone oh, through a well, cycle I guess yet? He just received it in the mail. Okay. The U.S. mail. Let's hear it for the USPS. Yes. I love those guys. Ninety-one percent approval rating, and Trump takes them on. <laughs> what do you mean? They don't need so many mailboxes. It costs money. It costs money to send the mail. 
But he's anyway, never, he's so never thought, written a letter in his life. Here's the end of the story, huh. is that, you know, these fishing pictures that you posted, and the miracle, which is my brother, who, who as I, I, who I, I, I continue to say over the years, the legend continues. And, and one of the projects that I want you to do in your spare time is I want you to take these 2,000 photographs that we have of my brother smiling with a fish in his hand yeah, and it. rapidly expand them on a screen of all of his smiles until the word fish is on the big screen. You could do it in 16 to 20 hours. That's that's like okay. a, a Tuesday for me. 16 to 20 hours, shit. <laughs> so on the bottom of the box, so for, for listeners, one of my favorite pictures I, I, of him well, is an 8 by 10 that I clear taped to the bottom of the box so that when the postal people are shipping it, if they were to, to turn it the wrong side down, if they looked at the bottom, which is pretty light, you know, it's not very heavy, is this big picture of him. So it's it's like, the it, and I main, named it the, the, the Hooter Fishing Company, Fresh Fish to Your Door, and uh, used that in the instructions, which were implicitly written, instructions to receive it, instructions to send it. A lot of it in red, bold. There you go. So that my fucking brothers wouldn't get it wrong. And an extra, an extra return address card or two that says on the back to to brother fisherman brother to say, you'll need these. The other brothers don't throw these away. These. Right. Yeah. The nowadays with it. with so many box meal service programs. Yeah. Uh, it seems like a reasonable thing. So coincidentally, the episode when we talked about fishing with your brothers was episode twenty seven. Oh. And this is episode number 72. Oh, so, so sequentially, that means that when the numbers are reversed, they seem to take us back in time. Yes. And if that's true, then I want to welcome you. Is the fish swimming forwards or backwards? To the twilight zone. Are you taking the fish Ba-da-da! out of the water or the fish into the water? Hey, I have, I have some news. I did, I did some things. I had some life experiences for the first time. Remember how I mentioned I, that I had never ridden in a convertible? I have not. No, you never drove one. I never drove one. Not ridden. Correct. One. Correct. I've never driven right. one. And I still have not. But oh, I, I well, checked off a couple other things. That was just a teaser. The story is even worth telling. That was a that teaser. Was like the whole basis of it. When we were on vacation last week, I we spent some time with. Let's see. It's my so the the guy that I was spending time with is the husband of my wife's cousin. So we'll call him my cousin. And this is a super super masculine dude. He taught me because he is a he is a professional teacher of boxing. He taught me boxing. Oh. Exactly. And what? so he gave yeah. me some he gave me some gloves and and taught oh, me man. some boxing he moves. Everything. Now when I see you, I have to be more careful. Exactly, and, but it was you'll pop me in the mouth. Boom, it, boom. It, it was it was really interesting, and so he's he trains children and, and adults in in boxing and knows a lot about it. And so you know he was teaching me this these techniques of you know how to get your weight behind your your punch and how to which knuckles to hit with and and how how to how to stand and how to turn your it's. There were so many parallels to everything that I know about the physiology of golf, because a lot of golf, a lot of getting power in a golf swing is about it's twisting course. your body and transferring right. your weight and winding and unwinding. And winding and unwinding. And it is this, it is a it is a beautiful thing to behold. Yes. Uh, that 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 beauty. Yes. That is captured now in such eloquence, slow mo and in right. golf, which is just turned into a. It's like ballet. Right. So so well and, and really. Any any professional sports, if you look at the slow mo, it's just like how were how was their body in the right position at the right time to do whatever it is that the right, sport right. Uh, entails to get the um, maximum effect that you want. Right, whether it's a slam dunk power. or a or a or a punch or a right. baseball swing. Right. Yeah. Right. So anyway, so I I spent this was after we'd had several bottles of wine, and he was like, hey, put on <laughs> put on some put on these gloves and. Oh no. <laughs> no, but he, yeah, it, it was boom, just, boom, you're on the floor. No, you say like, oh, wow, man. Oh, 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 man. <laughs> so it was all it was all teaching me to to, you know, hit, hit his hand or to be offensive. Yeah, right. to be offensive. Uh, there was no. Yeah. But but like to to punch and then Im- immediately retract and be defensive because he would uh-huh. like he, he wasn't wearing gloves. But, you oh, know, cool. so I would I would punch at his cool. hand and cool. and. Before I could right. get before I could get back, his hand would swing around and like slap my shoulder or something. Well, well, you know that's how I lost one of my front teeth, 
is in a basement of my friend's house, and he said, hey, man, let's put on these boxing gloves. And I did, and he knew how to box. I never did. Uh-huh. And the first thing he did was go to hit me in the head, and I ducked, and we were in his basement, and his father's workbench was there, <laughs> and his father's workbench had an anvil with oh, a fuck. big iron pipe that you spun around because it grabbed. It was like a vice. It weighed about 65 pounds. It was drilled into the side of his workbench that was made out of two-by-twelve boards. You know, and that was stronger than your teeth? together, and bam! Mm. Broke yeah. my tooth right the fuck off. End of the boxing match. <laughs> and his father comes home. and he Why is there blood on my anvil? Kill me. No blood. Hmm. No blood. My father will kill me. You've got to tell him something else that you <laughs> slipped or whatever. I'm not allowed to box. Later, the same dude cold cocked my brother in a bar. How about that? This was 25 years later. He cold cocked my brother in a bar. Same dude. Well, but anyway, there you go. so I lie to him, and then I go home and I lie to my father, who's looking at a fucking dental bill hmm. in very tight times. And he's got the dentist on the phone. I'm in one of the I'm in the sitting room and I hear him uh, on the phone with I learned later was this dude, Ricky, his father, who called, who said that his, he's, he's got his son to finally tell the truth about how your son broke his tooth. And, and my father was learning on the on the phone after he'd already accepted your story accepted my story plus I acted on it which you know there was, I don't you know trying to get insurance on the phone and and of course then he put him in a position to tell something that wasn't true and I realized it as he was on the phone now I'm like 12 wow and I'm in the sitting room and to get to my bedroom I got to go through the kitchen that's got a little place that you sit and eat a little not an island but a, a little a, a little bar thing out there with a couple of a bar right and I had to go between that bar and the telephone and I was contemplating how long the cord was and how fast I'd have to be before I was so out of reach for my father who was going to fucking come at me because he's on the phone listening. And sure enough, as soon as I heard, I tried to scoot. And he, just as he was learning the truth of it, and he went as far as the phone could go and he kicked at me and just barely got me in the ass and just kind of bumped me along to my bedroom. I ran to my bedroom and then locked the fucking door. And he just left me in there. You know, oh, God. Wow. So anyway, it, it was... Oh, back to the story. It was an interesting experience to, like... The I box, can, right. Yeah, so I can see the appeal of the offense. I don't know that I want to so much be on the defense. So didn't I send you a link to the, the movie, or did we already talk about this as well, with Mark Wahlberg as the boxer and Christian Bale as his older former boxer brother, who's quite the character... And the reason that I wanted you to see this is because you told me once, you said, and I quote, well, I have a thing for Amy Adams. And I want you to know that this is the steamiest Amy Adams you will ever see or that has ever been done. She well, is the love interest of Mark Wahlberg's character. And it's based on a, it's It says this isn't based on a true story. This is a true story. And, oh, it's a fabulous film. But I was struck by when you were describing the boxing the great boxing movies you've seen and how well-prepared the boxers have to be, the actors have to be, to be able to... Uh, this, movie, this movie's called The Fighter from 2010. Called what? The Fighter. The Fighter, right. Mark Wahlberg, fabulous. Christian Bale, Amy And Adams. that's following up Ford uh, versus Ferrari, which is another fabulous... Well, that's, Christian Bale, that after. anything yeah. he's in is good. Yeah. Well, wasn't, wasn't he Batman? Yes, he was great. Hmm. I'm not well anyway, I'm not a big fan of superhero movies, but you've said. Yes. So you've said. But, it's um, almost like I think what you say is that you don't really believe that they're really superheroes. You just you just don't want to get into the whole are they are they super I mean this is is this is this is, this, is, it, is it true? So the movie not, Glass explores all this. Samuel Jackson and, yes. and Bruce Willis. I have seen the that. whole idea that in fact there are superheroes amongst us. That's a fabulous fabulous movie that I just saw as well. That's what we do in COVID-19. We just bitch. So have you checked? There's no reason you should, but you might have checked any of the DNC convention that's in its second night and the 18-minute Michelle Obama, which is the best fucking speech that you've heard in years. 18 minutes. I've seen, so, like, I saw part of it and... It was just like, 
like I'm, I'm already, I already agree with her with everything. Right. And right, right. so well, it was a little bit like, you know, the choir listening to the preacher. Yeah. She was, was like, she okay. Was so riveting and, and, and we adore her, but, but here's, here's what Trump says. It was obviously taped. Yeah. Right. I, I saw that. She should, she, she should have done it live. She was wrong about the number of deaths. There were 20,000 more no. deaths. Yeah, you're right. She said she said there there are more than 150,000. Because I, I saw that exact line. 174,000. Right. So This and, fucking idiot is he, pointing out. He doesn't know what greater than means. There were I, Oh, no. There were more deaths. I've done more deaths than anyone. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding? We went by 100. We blew past 150. It's more deaths than ever. No president has had as many deaths as me. Yeah. No. You think I got small hands? I don't have small hands. Those are big hands. Well, I'm closing the postal service. Well, this is what happens. This is what happens. These people go to these mailboxes and they get their ballots in there and then they vote. That doesn't help me. No. Yeah. Uh, the Democrats, they can't make this happen. So have you seen how uh, there's this there's this idea going around that and how true this is, I don't know, but the, the liberals are, are sharing this idea that you can get your mail-in ballot and then actually drive to your local ballot uh -huh. place and drop it in their mailbox. So you don't have to go at all through the postal service at all. So any hijinks that are set up to prevent ballots from going through the postal service, you can sidestep. And by doing this, uh -huh. you're, you're saving having to go to the poll. And, right. Just have a box. Yeah. Just, yeah, right. right. Just Which, like, why, why the fuck isn't there a month, a voting month, where... You can vote at any time during or, that month. Or, right. And any or, number of – why isn't it months. a day off? Well, that's why true. isn't it a holiday? In, in other countries, in civilized countries – so in Spain, voting is always on a Sunday. So nothing is open. Every, everyone is, has a day off. And they have this special – on the Saturday before, they have what is called a day of reflection. And this yeah, is a day that. where Say you that are, in Spanish. I remember it. Dia de reflexión. Uh, where you are – where the campaigning is prohibited. So, I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how much sense that makes, to be honest. Whether uh, whether or not you need a day. What it it's what? It's an incentive to do Sunday. It's an incentive. It's a it's a perk. No, but it's like. But 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 like, I don't I don't know that not being able to campaign right up until the person is voting is a means is going to affect anything. But what if the, the but, fact but, that it's but 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 the day of reflection would indicate. If you haven't read up on these guys, maybe you can take a moment to think feed. about it, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, that's a day of reflection makes it sound a little bit more obtuse than what it, it's a day of education and decision. It's 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 what you do. It's it's a voting preparation day. Yeah, but sure. But okay. they don't call it. That. But it's the, I mean the the main thing about it is that the candidates cannot campaign on that day. Right. So so, so in 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 the U.S. The research shows that Senate Republicans, particularly in, in the West and in several important states, historically do much better by mail-in ballots. And as a result of what Trump is doing, there's now this data that shows the changing percentages of people who will either vote by ballot or show up or don't know. And Trump has pushed all those numbers in the direction that he wants. Mm -hmm. He's very he's very effective at that. Among his supporters. The biggest leap now is that, okay, we will vote in public. And he's 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 remarkable. But I had thought that when the Senate Intelligence Agency published a report that they're now calling the Rubio Report, Rubio's Senate Intelligence Committee and these Republicans, including Tom Cotton and a host of others, signed off as the majority for intelligence report that not only corroborated the Mueller report in terms of these actions, which played into the hands, including, but not limited to, Trump's campaign manager, who never took a dime for running the campaign, had as a business associate in several meetings a Kremlin fucking Secret Service employee who KGB? is now known to the U.S. and published <laughs> and was giving him polling data that was confidential so that the Russians. This is all now in the report signed by Rubio and Tom Cotton and all these other folks. And so Rubio who is either so fucking stupid that he doesn't know what's in this fucking report, which he's not that lame, it's the other thing that's likely, is that he thinks that we're so fucking stupid 
that he could say this in an email and he could say, you know, long report, thousand pages, without without doubt, no collusion, very, very, very suspicious or very underhanded activity by the FBI. So the Democrats are calling it the Rubio report uh-huh. or the Cotton report. And Cotton, Tom Cotton, was saying the same thing, including but not limited to that the Senate fucking committees, the subcommittees, is being fed by that Kremlin employee working for the head of the Trump campaign access to the Wikipedia emails and call them on demand to counter the tape when Trump said uh, talked about being able to just grab a pussy. And they released it within 12 hours notice. The motherfucking dude that Trump just pardoned, Roger Stone, called on the leak, all of this stuff proving, proving beyond a doubt, that all the stuff that they said in the Mueller report said, so here, Congress, I've done my job. I can't indict him. He's mm-hmm. a sitting president. You do this. The committee did it. <laughs> they did it. Majority Republicans. And at the end of it, the Republicans say in their own, the only, uh, there's 800 pages that are bipartisan. Then there's Appendix A, which is what they say, and it boils down to no collusion. And then there's the, the Dems piece of that that says proves it beyond a doubt. Doesn't talk about collusion. Talks about just the fucking unethical against the fucking law to fucking have foreign influence on an election. It's all proven. This is why this just came out and why they why they, it's signed. Now they can say, this is it. This thing you're doing with the mail, sorry, man, this is the beginning of the end for Trump's support in the majority-controlled Senate because he is fucking them <laughs> just as possibly hard as he could with no regard, and he is absolutely could cost them the election. That's why he backtracked and ahead of his Postal Service, mysteriously named DeJoy, who, oh, by the way, yeah, he's primary owner of a company that does kind of a Postal Service job that uh-huh. just made millions of dollars. Oh, it would it be that maybe they'll take over the private postal system as you take mailboxes down? They're showing trucks full of mailboxes that have been uprooted from the corners. They've stood for 20, 25 years carrying them away and going into the huge mail office buildings and tearing out the machines. 15% across the country of all the machines that sort the fucking mail. And the Postal Service testimony of the guys on the ground said, are you kidding me? We can process a billion cards every Christmas. Ballots, no problem. Unless, of course, you take away the mailboxes, you take away overtime, you reduce the staff, and you take away our motherfucking sorting fucking machines. And 91% of the American people go out on the street and cheer for our fucking postal workers, our essential workers. This is who that fucking idiot takes on with 91% approval. He's going to, against them, against the senators, against everybody. He's a fucking gun to his own political fucking head. This is remarkable. This is remarkable. And tonight, who speaks? Hillary Clinton and fucking Elizabeth Warren tonight, bro. Was AOC last she's night or gonna tonight? Be, she's going to be, huh? Wasn't AOC going to speak? Day three at the DNC. AOC at the DNC. A- AOC at the DNC. I got a minute. I'll tell you my thing. Let me tell you what I think that I bring. Let's go. Oh, oh. So you want to see a weird thing, man? I want you to see this. You got to see this while we're broadcasting here. It'll just take a second. I want you to get the closing of night one and the singer at playing of the Crosby, Stills, and Nash song with Stephen Stills playing the guitar, which is the, the tune for what it's worth. Something Billy Porter, Stephen Stills, performance, close out, day it, one of DNC. Exactly clear. Oh, there's a man, the, the, the stop children, what's so, that sound? What the fuck? Right, so I want you to watch just a second of that, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I want what? you to watch it with the following question in mind. What the fuck is going on with the cape, man? That, that was my first. I've seen four quest, I've seen four seconds, and that was my question. Is this is this video about the cape? And the answer is partly, partly. And Stephen Stills has a cutout figure playing his guitar with nary a close up uh, of either the guitar nor the. And it was done in a 50s style. Some people thought it was fucking brilliant. Other people thought it was fucking terrible. 
I, I'm with the latter people. This is crazy. And I didn't like it much. People but, in the back. But I love the song so yeah. much. And, you know, well, no. The song is awesome. No, but, yeah. no offense. I don't think he sang it all that well. There were places <laughs> in the beginning of it. And he got into it later, but I don't know. That's, no, but uh, this, this, I mean, like, that song as a protest song is as apt as ever. You know, and, a man with uh, a gun over there. Stephen Stills was living in a small place in uh, California, and he was stunned as he was driving his car down the hillside to the town that there were riots going on and he went back and he wrote the song from beginning to end it was reported as 1966 i remember it as 1968 but i'm but you can look this up as 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 we talk with your your nimble fingers when he wrote that but the story of how it's got its name was that one of the producers or the producer had the stephen still song and he gave it over to the sound studio and said here's something that stephen did for what it's worth because he did he was you know Right. And it was recorded. So, uh, Stephen, Stephen Stills, when asked about that, whether you believe he said it or not, was that wasn't his recollection. But it was a little bit short of, of that's absolutely not true. It made me think that maybe he, he, he took offense at that. But it's Whoa, a, it's a I did not tune. I did not know who the members of Buffalo Springfield were. Oh, God. Neil Young. Yeah. Stephen Stills uh, and Richie Furry. Oh, yeah. So, yes. To answer your question, it was recorded on December 5th, 1966. Ah, so it was 66. And it peaked at number seven on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in the spring of 1967. Yeah. So, hey. Hey. I got another story. Hey. My same super masculine mentor that taught me boxing also gave me another new experience. Of oh, Are you sure? Are you sure we can talk about this? Yes. Of driving a motorcycle. Oh. I'd never ridden a motorcycle oh god isn't it crazy and so it's just the best thing yeah and so he has this like it's sort of like an intro motorcycle that he bought for his son when he was when his son was 15 or something i'm at 150 i don't even know it was it was okay. it, it was it was a, a, a lightweight a scooter. no 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 Not a scooter. it was it was a, it, I'll, I'll send you a picture it's an off-road motorcycle it's for driving on the uh-huh. Off-road. I got two stories for you. When and I remind myself. So anyway, ahead. it was it was it was interesting. First of all, his helmet was a little too tight for me, so like my ears were all bent in a weird way and uncomfortable. And but did it have room for your uh, protuberance, the extra ankle? Yes, to put yes. There was a there was there was a there was an ankle out. an ankle hole, not to be confused with a wine <laughs> you hole. Put it on like a boot. Yes, and they so I make money off those. So, so I rode it around this little circuit of where there weren't many cars. So he taught you, and then you got on, and you were riding around by yourself, and yeah. got the hang of it. Yeah, I got sort of How got the hang gears? of it. Three gears. I don't think I got past gear three. I don't know if there were more gears. Yeah, right. Or but right. yeah, so it was. But it was. It was fun. I got up to. Hold on. I got up to about thirty uh, some miles an hour. You know, so not super when fast. I, when I was growing up, we had some motorcycle connections, mm-hmm. particularly you know uh, off-road bikes. Yeah. And one of two stories is my my brother and I were in a barn of the guy who owned the farm where we were. Hired as grape trimmers. And as what trimmers? Trim the vines of grapes. Uh, grape trimmers. And comb them so that they were hanging straight down to the ground. Because when they get tangled up, they don't, they don't, the leaves don't grow and they're, they don't extend. So you comb them. Vine comb. You comb them and you use your hands and you separate the vines so they're all hanging down more like a, a mustache rather than a gnarly thing. Uh-huh. The way we did it was we did a windmill, zoomed our hands, our, our arms like a windmill. Mm-hmm. You know the motion behind in front, behind in front, and just ran up, and we just ripped the shit out of those vines, and that straightened those motherfuckers out. And then you scoop up the, the shit that you tore up, which, of course... So it looks like you did it properly. Very much. But you were done in, like, you know, 20 minutes. I mean, this was supposed to take an hour or so. So we got into trouble instead, and we went into the barn, and he's gone. He's in his truck. He goes to the feed store, wherever he goes. We find an old motorbike, and my brother and I, between the two of us, get it fixed. So it drives... And it's got a flat tire on the back of it. And I'll never forget my brother speeding around in the fucking mud in this barn going right out the door and and, and goes so close to the road that the fucking farmer sees him. Oh, no. Riding by on this broken old down thing with a flappy tire in the back. And he's going like crazy. We got in so much trouble. But leading into the second story, so over the years, I drove some. So my brother, the same brother, Mm-hmm. He gets a 500 Honda, which is a big motherfucker. You mm-hmm. got to straddle it. It's like getting on a small fucking horse. 
And I'm like, well, yeah, man, this thing is a little heavy. And you get the balance of it. And, you know, you got to figure it out. And you just get her started. And it's going. And you're on it. And you go. So I'm in first gear. And I'm like, cool. And I was starting to go faster. And as I was, for whatever reason, I was starting to slip off the back of the seat. Just a little bit. Not mm -hmm. enough to, to just but I was going back. The wind or whatever in the seat was something I had on fucking, you know, flannel pants or something that were <laughs> slip sliding away. I don't know. But when I started to slide back, my hands oh, no. automatically gripped and moved forward. And so I had inadvertently, of course, opened it up. And when I, when I opened it up, it blew me off the back of the fucking seat. So my fucking junk was fucking hanging on the very rim of the end of the seat. And I'm going up the fucking road doing like 45, heading up to fucking 50 on a straightaway, and I'm I'm lost control. And I, oh, and I pulled myself up, and I didn't crash. Oh, well done. Woo. So you know, you know how dangerous. I mean, can you imagine? I did not do any junk rimming, but, <laughs> but yes, I was w constantly aware of how, you know, when you're on a motorcycle, just how close to death you are. <laughs> Like it's, it's Moments so dangerous, away. right? But, uh, but it was it was cool. I, yeah, I got the fine. feel of it, and I figured out how, you know how to switch gears and how to. It, it, I brought my buddy's uh, motorcycle and drove it without a license in a about a 40, 30 mile one way trip through the, through the through the woods in the fields of uh, upstate uh, Western New York, where we live. And I was always one of my favorite uh, times was in the heat heat of the day as it turned to be, you know, eleven o'clock and. The sun was starting to shine heavily and in, in the hot summer. But then when you went down a hill to a, a crescent in the uh, a valley in the road and surrounded on woods on both sides, you know, maybe a farmhouse at the bottom of that, before you go up the other side, how much cooler it would be. Mm -hmm. A degree, six, eight degrees cooler. And, what a, and it was constant where you were always going up and down and going into these cool spots. It was, it was one of my favorite moments to my own life. <laughs> Speaking of hot, today we had some, not record temperatures, but very unusual, where yes. it was, in Fahrenheit, it was 100 degrees here today. And we have no air conditioning. And so, like, we had, like, the windows open with this super hot breeze blowing in, and my computer started to malfunction. Like, I could no longer, like, scroll windows and stuff, uh. because according to Apple, you're not supposed to operate your computer over 95 degrees Fahrenheit. And uh -huh. like it was just you needed an ice block breaking down in front of the fan. Yeah. Low, you know, really cold water on your computer system. Yeah, I would. I was gonna. I was gonna like <laughs> pour a bucket of water over it, but it. I tried that with beer, one pre-episode yeah. of a preliminary get together because it's there's some real benefits to when starting. I'm when I'm hot. I like me a cold beer. <laughs> so the computer, shit, give that computer a beer. Yeah. So oh, it's cooled down now, but it was it was toasty. So, well, such a summer. Uh, so we got the bees fixed today, plus they connected our new copper water piping. The one that had to be laid. unspooled through yes. the hole. Yes. Yes. Spooled out, spooled in, and connected it to like the wax brand on, new 18-inch brand new water main mm. directly from the filtration plant. It's a big water Which main. is a third larger than the source that it replaced. So our water pressure, which wasn't bad has increased and our brownish water is now turning clear the day before the plumbers are coming in to put in both a whole house water filter system mm -hmm. and a water softener system next to each other in the corner of our basement and i have bought this two different tests to test afterwards for bacteria mineral deposits and other things such as the hated sediment well, shit, our listeners are going to just be waiting for the next episode to get those test results. <laughs> Clean water. <laughs> Dirty water. Dun, 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 dun. And that goes right into Jaws. Sediment. Jaws. We don't want to get too sentimental. Gonna take a sentimental journey. Gonna take a sentimental journey home. I'm going to take a sentimental journey. I don't want to be alone. You look that up. That mm. was before you were born. Yeah. 
you're, you're, you, you, it was before your time. It was before your time. That record came out, and it was, it was a single. And it came out, and we were in my friend's garage, and we had an old record player, and we didn't have a needle. And uh, I said, well, there's your father's workbench over there. And I got the smallest nail that I could find. I put it in that, I put it in that record player uh, and, and put it down there. And you could hear the music if you put your ear up near the nail. And it was it's where I heard the Beatles for the first time. And, mm -hmm. and I, I said, I said, oh, they'll never catch on. And I went back to listening to Mitch Miller, as you know. You, you do know this Sentimental Journey song is older than you, too. You it's, young what? it's older than you. It's, what? it's older than you. Oh, really? I knew that. Yeah. I was like acting like I was an older man. See, that was the voice. <laughs> I couldn't tell any difference. I, I'm not sure. Ay, ay, ay. Well. Ay, 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 ay. I hope we never get older. This oh, no. Again. We'll come back someday and maybe we'll act a little bolder. Amen. Ay, 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 ay. In Spain, they never eat chili. Here we go again. We've talked about that. It's not even true. That's also not the it's lyrics of that song. Huh? It's not about Spain. I looked it up when you were singing it 45 episodes okay. ago. and but it's, No, you got it confused with the rain in Spain falls mainly on the plain, which we established. We uh -huh. established this as a true a truism, a so, weather accurate a verse. The actual course, actually, that that song is in China. They never they never eat chili. Just ah, letting you know. Sounds racist. China, no chili in China. Yeah, I, yeah, you know where you're going tonight. You know, got a date. Oh yeah, where you going? Going to China. Ain't huh? no chili in China. Hey, so I saw the movie, the good part of the movie, Hannah. Which has a Cerise. Oh God, what's her name? Theron. Fabulous Irish actress no. who. I've seen Hannah, the movie. That, that's remarkable. That's, that, that's the one with the little girl. That's that's yes. a that's like a. And the a the second best role of the dude who plays your father, who was the his best film, was the Time Traveler's Wife, Eric Bana. Eric Bana. He plays her father in in this. He is. Yes. He is. He yes. is superb. Yes, he's he so good. I, I really like first... Hannah. So, did you know that they made a TV series uh, yes. after this? Yes. Which I, I watched like the first episode of and right. was not impressed. Right. But yes, I enjoyed this movie a lot. Uh, I, and yeah, I love that. That it's it's such an easy genre to do of the uh, super well trained fighter soldier guy that doesn't want to have anything to do with anyone anymore and wants to live all by himself peacefully it's but a, then someone an comes ancient, and finds an him and he an has to Greek. kick ass yeah so that's like Greek, you know Greek all of Shakespeare Jason Bourne and all of that shit it's all the same yeah. it's all the same story right. but yeah that's a yes. good series Jason Bourne series is, is excellent it's it's awfully fun the 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 European car chase stuff is just fantastic yeah So later tonight, we're having a little gathering of toasting and drinking some brewskis in front of the big screen. Uh, soiree. As Elizabeth Warren is a big highlight for me tonight and uh, leading to two speeches that I just can't wait to just observe and, and just love the fact that I'm enjoying something political on TV instead of standing up and screaming at it and spitting at it saying, you stupid fuck. Kamala we, Harris is accepting say, speech, we, the vice president candidate. We haven't, we haven't mentioned that choice yet and barack obama tonight we haven't mentioned what the Kamala harris uh, choice oh we haven't spoken since then no i thought we oh oh yeah i was i are you sure yeah oh because so, we skipped a week yeah so it's oh, right 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 it's pretty pretty I wild thought was, i thought it was right and one of the best reasons it's right and it's not i'm first person to observe this this fucking woman can give a fucking speech when she's pissed yeah. She ain't making it up. It's like when 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 Joe feels your pain, he's not making it up. Yeah. He's sincere. And when she's mad, she's really mad. Yeah. And she's so vocally astounding. One of the things that she has to be careful of, to some degree, 
particularly at the early stages here. She don't want to show up, Joe Biden. Yeah, but how how self-assured is Joe to choose a woman that is more rhetorically is, powerful than he is. Yes, yes. And Let how, tell you what, how just humble, I guess, is the word I want. Yes. To, to, to choose Al someone. Reverend said this. He said this about that. He said, yes, the choice of Kamala Harris shows maturity. Yes. In that he knows that that is what he needs in the room and security in his own position security. that he knows yes. that he's going to have someone who not only will disagree with him, but who has. That's what he wants. He wants her to be one of the last two people in the room that decide what they're going to do. Nice. And she is unvarnished. Maturity and, and security. security. I'm like, Reverend Al. It rhymes. It must be true. Well, he's good at that. So, he's a good preacher. So I don't... Is the White House really a place for maturity? I don't, I, uh, I don't know. Could be. They'd I mean, have to take out the ticker toys. It seems like it's a know, place for children know. to play. So that the people noticed, of course, when they were doing a tour of the White House, that the pictures of Obama and uh, Clinton were missing from view. And it was discovered that Trump had moved them to another room. And you might say a smaller bedroom? No. A, a hallway? No. What kind of room? Well, it was a room that had a lot of shelves in it. And there were some boxes and stuff on the shelves. So I guess you could say, no, it was a, you know, it was a room. It was a motherfucking storage room. That's mm-hmm. where he put Obama because he couldn't stand to look at it, couldn't stand to know they were there. Like I said, maturity has no place in the White House. Maturity. I'm surprised he didn't like draw little mustaches on, on him or something. So the, the I thought a lot about you and your skill set, and I wondered something you may not know because you may not have viewed it enough is the the poorly some of the poor executions of the blending from a video shot to a live shot where the timing was off. And only, frankly, several instances where it wasn't off. And it was interesting because you would think they got more money than fucking God to be able to do this right. Who are you talking about? They're saving God's off of millions of dollars by not having a convention. So why don't you put your money in the tech the DNC. to be able to c- cut accurately from a video to a live shot so you don't hear somebody saying, two, one. So you don't have somebody standing there. Jim Clyburn from nice. South Carolina had to re- had to start over. And they had it filmed. The hell, man. And he was stiff as he could be. They had him on a roof all by himself. There wasn't anybody around him. And what the, it's like, why didn't you have people socially distanced filling that roof every 12 feet with masks on so that when Clyburn was fucking done, they applied it so that he could feel like he was talking to somebody besides a cameraman and some fucking guy who's going, three, two, one. And that's it. And Clyburn's like, nothing to fire him up. Nothing to react to, nothing to respond to. Who's he giving his message to? This is, I don't know, bro. And and then, but the, the cuts were the 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 digital thing. I guess not digital. I don't know how you describe it. But you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is that so hard? It. I mean, look at look at what the people covering sports can do with really live, maybe a two second delay between what happens on the court or the field to to what is shown on TV and how professional all of those cuts are between this and that and the other. You That's think... the epitome. That's excellent, excellent right. insight. That is the epitome. You're right. So, and multiple, but, multiple screens. But, and... but also, like, with with pre-recorded things, it's even easier. Like, the, the part of the, like, I've given a couple of, of talks where it was, where I pre-recorded, and it was just me in my office talking to no one. And that is so totally different from when you're talking in front of a crowd. Like, oh, yeah. it, it, there's no comparison. It's there's just no, there's you, no particular compelling reason to make it more interesting. Right, and there's no there's, there's your, no energy, and if you points. and there's no there's nothing on the on the line. If you fuck up, you can go back and do it again. No, if people are nodding their head, and whether they look like this, like what the fuck are you talking about? You don't know that. You don't have that feedback. The right, whether they're leaning forward or leaning back or talking while you're presenting, or it's all part of you honing it. So right. It's more interesting to get people's attention. Right. And so like our podcast listeners, I don't know if, if they're like applauding every time you speak or groaning and fast forwarding or whatever. It's so, you know, it's a, it's a, that's a similar sort of, sort of problem, but the it's when it's pre-recorded, like you have all the files, like you could put, you could potentially edit everything together ah, so four days beforehand thing. and just press play and broadcast so, it all. So check this while they got Joe Biden, who, strangely, out of the blue, 
who hasn't been introduced. Nobody said he suddenly becomes the MC in a room that's got six digital screens that are probably three foot by five foot panels. And the camera is showing the side of Joe Biden and each of the people are going to talk about racial inequity. And Joe is going to show his concern about that. But with no introduction, just switching to him. The screenshot they showed on television was them taking a picture of a digital screen. So, of course, the woman was all fucking square, but it looked like a motherfucking El Greco fucking painting. I mean, you know, fucking cubist shit looking stuff, right? And, and it's like, how the fuck can't you spend the money to do this right? And who is producing and directing this that suddenly Joe Biden appears and the first thing that he shows on screen after the woman says something about her racial inequity that was heartfelt, he says this thing that's heartfelt, but he's in such an uncomfortable place <sighs> in, in a room with these big screens. And the question is, why aren't you in a fucking gym? And those six people are sitting 20 feet away. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and I, it's Eric, I say this about if, if you and I can feel this, this, and I don't want to detract, as I am, obviously, from the value of it. Some of it was expert and wonderful. The 17 delegations, every state in the country, every delegation in the country said a minute of stuff. And they were showing on site, on their soil, in front of the ocean, in front of the mountains, with Native Americans, with people who are delegates, nice. saying what the great state did and how many for Bernie and how many for Joe Biden, the next president of the United States. The Rhode Island dude who's talking about people it. People voted for Bernie? Dude, how many delegates for Bernie and how many delegates for Biden? They were the last two standing in the right, in the yep. race for the for the for the for the nomination. I recall. And the dude, the blind dude, who was on the shore of Rhode Island, is in the picture frame with the stand-up mic, with a chef dressed in a chef outfit, holding a steaming plate of fucking calamari, and and saying from the state that ships this calamari in every single state in the United States, we are proud proudly, you know, and so many to Bernie and so many to Joe Biden. And everybody loved it. They said, that's so much better than a convention. When right. Where everyone's all there together and they're reading off uh, nobody, whatever. Nobody ever heard it. And yeah. then people said, they'll never go back. That was superb. Mm. And, uh, you know, some of the speeches were better than Michelle Obama's is worth listening for the, for the whole thing. But it's going to be a banner night. Down. Now, this is a big deal for us. We've been very angry. And this will this will help begin heal the wounds. Oh yeah. God! Well, listen, I gotta go. I got All right. To well, do and I gotta piss. Well, that's a good... shit and piss is a great way to end a, a shit. podcast. Shit, man. Hey, you know what I saw the other day too was part of it was Deliverance. Oh And Burt Reynolds in the height of his masculinity in his southern his southern accent, where throughout the movie he wore a sleeveless fucking what do you call it a water vest mm -hmm. um, and and had these big burly sideburns in his dark curly hair very muscular and ended up you know breaking his leg blah 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 but it was astounding for me to see that that character because when he was doing the the comedies and and into his 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 older age he was doing he did a great movie with mark Wahlberg where mark Wahlberg uh, played a 17 year old kid at a giant long and was went into the porn industry, oh, yes. and uh, and it was Burt Reynolds Knights. who was who was the king master of that, and in his out, outlandishness. What was the name of that? Something Knights. What? It wasn't Mark Wahlberg. It was another Wahlberg. No, it was Mark Wahlberg. I'm sure of it. Boogie Knights. Boogie Knights. I told you it was Knights. Boogie Knights. Yeah. Anyway, so yes, Dirk Diggler. So, uh, yeah. so you know the the whole thing was about his wong, and it was long. It was strong. Did it sing and, a song? Uh, well, he really got along with, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just, but it's a huge fucking schlong. So, did you did I tell you the story where my last name in German means carpenter, uh, it? which is our our heritage going back to, to Germany, mm -hmm. and in a town called Schrunzenhof, which is the home of the carpenters, mm -hmm. and it's what the little you know four corners you know place did. Now, also in the German language is is, is the word Schwanz. And the word schwanz is similar to the American slang for schlong. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's schwanz. And unbeknownst to one of my bosses, who was my skipper when I was salmon fishing out in the Pacific, he didn't know my last name. He only knew my name was Dennis. <laughs> and he was calling me schwanz, schwanzy for this time because he was basically saying to me, you stupid fucking dick. Nice. Do this, do that, you schwang, schlong. 
I'm not a dick. I'm a carpenter. If I was a carpenter and you were a... Would you marry me, honey? Would you have my baby? If I work my hands in wood like a nail time driver... All right, that's it for episode number 72. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 072, where you will not find videos of me boxing and riding a motorcycle. You can help support this program to have more exciting adventures at patreon.com slash happyhour. We would very much appreciate that. And hopefully Dennis's bees won't come back, and we will see you next week.